Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC and your daily reminder that the Reds are top of the league. Four points clear. No Premier League game this weekend, obviously, because we have the EFL Cup final. We played our Premier League game on Wednesday, beat Luton 4-1, despite the fact that nine of our best 11 did not start the game. Nine of our best 11 didn't start the game. Eight didn't play at all. Seven weren't in the matchday squad. And we still beat Luton 4-1. To go four points clear at the top of the league with a Cup final, with the fifth round FA Cup game to come in the middle of next week and Europa League round of 16 to come. And today we found out that Liverpool will take on Sparta Prague in the round of 16. Sparta played Galatasaray last night and having lost the first leg in Turkey 3-2, said about an outstanding performance to win 4-1. Angelo Presedo, the Ecuadorian right-back who you would have seen at the World Cup, he put them 1-0 up. Bardaki equalised for Galatasaray. Kane Ayan, Kane Ayan, I think his name is, uh, he was sent off for Galatasaray on 70. And Sparta Prague punished Galatasaray for the fact that they were down to 10 men. Tucci scored on 74. Harrison scored on 80. And Jan Kukta 
scored in the 96th minute to give them a 6-4 aggregate lead, send them through and set up a date with the Reds. So that's lovely. This is one of the more favourable draws, I think, that we could have gotten. I think this is a really good draw for us. When you look at the other games, sporting against Atalanta, that's two good teams that will take one of one of them's going out. Roma Brighton, that's two good teams. They'll take each other out. Milan got the other Prague team, Slavia, who not quite as good as Sparta at the moment, but have been quite strong in recent years and probably have a better European record than Sparta over the last couple of years. Freiburg drew West Ham. If I'm not mistaken, they were in the same group as each other and they've drawn each other again, which is a bit shitty, but it is what it is. Benfica versus Rangers, Marseille versus Villarreal, and Quarabeg versus Leverkusen. Now, in terms of the opponent, that's a favourable draw for Leverkusen, but that's a long old trip for anybody to have to take. Whereas Liverpool to Prague is not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, if we throw that into Skyscanner and see what way that's going to work out for us, we are looking at a flight from Manchester. It's two hours to Prague. It's two hours. If you want to fly out day of game, there is a flight at 3.05 in the afternoon which will get you to Prague at 6.10 local time. Now, assuming it's the later kickoff for us, that one would work. You'd get to the stadium in time. If you were just going for the game, you didn't have any interest in doing anything else. And you'd fly back the next afternoon. This is with Ryanair. It would be 435 quid return. You can do EasyJet and you can get there for about 300 quid which isn't bad at all. If you wanted to go on the Monday, there's an easy jet flight from Manchester to Prague, leaving Manchester at 10 past six, gets you to Prague at quarter past nine local time on the Monday uh, for 109 quid. And you'd fly back the Wednesday night. The flight leaves Prague at 9.30 and you're home in Manchester. Well, you're back in Manchester at 5 to 11, and then it's just a quick trip to Liverpool. I don't know that there are direct flights from Liverpool. Let me have a look. Liverpool to Prague. Uh, we'll go the Monday, come back the Wednesday. Um, there's no direct flight by the looks of things. There's no Actually, there's no direct flight. Everything is one stop or more, so it is quite a... It's a bit of a mission. You've got to stop in Geneva. Uh, there's other ones where you could stop in Luton, and then you'd co- you'd actually go Liverpool to Luton to Belfast, and then t- actually no, sorry, I'm wrong. You fly Liverpool, Geneva, Prague on the way over. On the way back, you'd fly you'd fly Prague to Luton to Belfast, and then back to Liverpool. So my advice to anyone wanting to go to this game is fly out of Manchester. Get your tickets booked quit pretty soon. Uh, the draw has us playing 
Oh, it's, a th- it's the Thursday. I'm an idiot. It's the Thursday. Let me just change the dates there. Why would you go on the Monday? So let's say you go on the Wednesday, which is the 6th, and you come back on the Friday, which is the 8th. Uh, again, there's nothing direct from Liverpool to Prague. It's it's going to be a mission. Some of them have you flying through France and a stopover in Charles de Gaulle, and you're going to have basically about eight hours of travel time. So that's a significant layover in a boring airport. Uh, if you fly into Manchester on the Wednesday, you can get a flight from Manchester again at 6 p.m. It's about 118 quid. There's other ones here as well for a little bit less. Uh, that's with EasyJet. If you want to fly with Jet2Com, they have stopovers in Dusseldorf and places like that or in Munich, uh, but they're about 250 but you're going to have to fly out of Manchester if you're looking to go from the northeast. Uh, if you're flying from London, I would say you're probably going to be flying out of London Stansted or London Gatwick. We'll try Gatwick. Yeah, you can get... Yeah, there's plenty of flights from Gatwick. It's an hour and 55 and the... Prices range from about 111 quid up. So that's not too bad. Not too bad at all. Prague is an amazing city to visit. Like genuinely one of the best cities in Europe to visit. So it's a really good, a really good away. It's not a long flight. It's cheap to get there. Accommodation will be relatively inexpensive. And we should win. Like, most importantly, we should win. They have some good players. Uh, I mentioned Presedo uh, earlier on, the, the wing-back. He's really good. Uh, Harrison is a good player. Victor Olatunji is pretty good. I quite like Martin Vitek, the centre-back. Big, tall, rangy player. Plays on the right of the back three. Um, haven't seen tons of him, admittedly, but five or six games, he, he does look a player. Uh, Sparta on the season last year they won the Czech First League Uh, they'd finished third the year before second the year before that third the year before that third the year before that it had been a while they're owned by the same fella who owns part of West Ham Daniel Kretinsky who's quite ambitious and he's invested a decent amount of money into them um and last year, they, they won the title for the first time in a while, while also getting to the final of the Czech Cup. Now, they were therefore in the third qualifying round of the Champions League. And they drew Copenhagen. As we found out, Copenhagen are pretty good. And they went out on penalties. So, nil-nil draw in Copenhagen, which was a good result for Sparta. 3-3 at home in the second leg. A bit of a madness of a game by the looks of it. Larson scores for Copenhagen in the first minute. Sparta equalise in the 80th minute. Then an extra time, Sparta go one up just before half time in extra time. But then in stoppage time of the first half of extra time, Copenhagen equalise. Olatunji puts them back ahead in the second half of extra time. And five minutes later, Copenhagen get level, goes to penalties and they lose 4-2. 
But as we found out, Copenhagen are decent, so that's no that's no shame. They dropped into the Europa League playoff round at that point. They lost 3-1 away to Dinamo Zagreb and then beat them 4-1 at home. So looks like they've got a bit of firepower at their own at their own gaff. Uh, in their group stage, they were in with Rangers, Real Betis, and Aris Limassol. Real Betis are a pretty good team. So, and obviously Rangers have spent a lot of money. Um, they beat Aris Limassol 3-2. They lost 2-1 away to Real Betis. They drew 0-0 at home at Rangers. They lost 2-1 away to Rangers. They beat Betis 1-0 at home. They beat Aris Limassol 3-1 at home and finished in second place behind Rangers ahead of Real Betis. That drew them Galatasaray. Like I said, they lost 3-2 in the first leg and then came back last night and won 4-1. So they look like they could be tricky at home, but not great away from home. Their stadium is the Stadion Letna. Holds about 19,000 people. So I'm guessing there'll be two to 3,000 tickets for Liverpool fans. Does that sound about right? Looks like a proper old school kind of stadium. Looks very cool, actually. It's not a stadium I've ever been in. I've been in Slavia Stadium, but not in this one. Don't know a whole lot about a lot of the players, but the few I've seen... Decent amounts of, they do have some talent. They play some decent football. And they're definitely a team that we have to respect. But they're a team that we should beat. They are a team that we should beat. And they're a team that we should be able to beat while rotating. So potentially, if we could win the first leg comfortably, which is the away leg, and then get them home, we could potentially play a fairly heavily rotated team. But that draw is favourable to us, and that's always promising. So, fingers crossed, we will have a last eight tie to look forward to after we manoeuvre our way through them. Uh, It has been confirmed that Alison Trent and Curtis Jones are out for another month including the Man City match. Pepin Linders uh, was giving a press conference and he basically said, Alisson has a muscle injury. Trent has an LCL injury. Jota has medial ligament and and MCL. And Curtis Jones has a high ankle sprain. High ankle sprains can be tricky. So, yeah, not great. Uh, He said Curtis is the first one to come back. And all the others would be after the international break. So that's the end of them. That's the end of March, basically. We're not going to have any of them for March, other than maybe Curtis, potentially for one game. So that's the League Cup final at the weekend. The FA Cup fifth round game, which you don't mind them not being there for. Nottingham Forest in the Premier League. Sparta Prague in the away leg of the Europa League. Now, those games come either side of the City game. 
So I'd imagine we might actually rotate heavily in the first leg and then look to make up any ground in the second leg if we need to. Um, Then we get City. Then it's the second leg at home. And then it's either Everton or it's the FA Cup quarterfinal. And I'm sure you'd all agree you'd rather have the FA Cup quarterfinal because if we are going to be short numbers, you'd rather lose an FA Cup game than a league game. So let's beat Southampton and make sure that we have that FA Cup quarterfinal game Sunday, March the 17th. Then there's the international break. The great thing is there's no room to fit up the Everton game beforehand like we did with the Luton game. It would have to be pushed back. Dominic, Darwin and Mo. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Linders suggested they could be ready for Sunday, including Dominic. So, fingers crossed. Let's keep fingers crossed. <clears throat> I don't think Dominic would start the final. I think there's more chance that Mo and Darwin would start. But if Dominic could be an option for us off the bench, that would be fantastic. Um, obviously, Joel Matip, Stefan Pesetic, Ben Doak and Thiago are all out but we're not really expecting any of them back this season. Um, Matip had the ACL, Ben Doak, I think, had a meniscus tear. Thiago has a hamstring issue, and Stefan Besetic, fuck knows. Uh, no idea. But, yeah, basically we're going to have seven games without Allison, without Trent, maybe with Curtis. Maybe with Curtis for the cup game against whoever in the quarterfinal, but unlikely before that. They're making it hard for us. The script writers, they're making it hard for us, even though obviously the Premier League is corrupt and they want Liverpool to win the title. If you've read your latest pamphlet from Manchester City and Everton fans, the Premier League want Liverpool to win the title in Klopp's final year. That's that's already predetermined. But, I mean, I don't think the script writers have gotten the note because all these injuries are just, they're really tough. Um, right. Jurgen Klopp's first Liverpool final, which was obviously a League Cup final way back in 2016. You're going to take over in late 2015 from Brendan. And he got us to two finals that year. Unfortunately, we lost both of them. Uh, we lost this one to City on penalties. So our team on the day, Mignolet, Klein, Leva and Sacco at centre-back. And 25 minutes in, we lose Mamadou Sacco, who's obviously the best centre-back that we had at the time. And Colo Toure comes on. So we played 
65 minutes of regular time plus extra time with Lucas Leva and Colo Toure as our centre-backs. We played the last 20 minutes plus extra time with James Milner at left-back. Our midfield on the day was Henderson and Emre Chan in a double pivot, Milner on the right, Bobby is a 10, Phil Coutinho on the left, and Daniel Sturridge up front. Bobby was replaced by Divock Origi on 80 minutes. Alberto Moreno started left-back. Nathaniel Klein was right-back. I'm not sure if I mentioned that. Alberto Moreno started left-back, was taken off on 72 and replaced by Adam Lallana. An empty shirt who came on and ran about while James Milner went to left-back. That is a grim team. But it's funny that people have forgotten that we played 4-2-3-1 for that first season under Jürgen and likely would have continued to do so had Daniel Sturridge just not broken completely. Um, game went to penalties and we got a great start. Emre Chan scored. Fernandinho missed. We're one up. It's great. We're going to win the cup. Then, for some reason, Lucas Leiva was our second penalty taker, and he missed, and Jesus Navas scored for them. Then Coutinho stepped up, and he missed, and Sergio Aguero scored for them. And then Adam Lalana stepped up, and he scored. Sorry, he missed, and Yaya Toure scored for them. My assumption would be that James Milner was our fifth penalty taker. But I look at that team that played for Liverpool that day and that team that ended that game and James Milner and Emre Chan were both on the pitch and they're both really good penalty takers and neither of them took a penalty. No surprise that Captain Courage there didn't take one because, you know, this is a man that got himself subbed off having been subbed on in a European Championship final so that he didn't have to take a penalty. Uh, speaking of Captain Courage, uh, Ajax won last night, the first time since Jordan Henderson joined the club. Uh, but Jordan Henderson didn't play. Wasn't in the team. Didn't fancy the trip to Norway, I'm guessing. So still just the one win in 17 for him. But Ajax progressed. And if they get through the... Uh, they're in the Europa Conference League, obviously. If they get through, potentially, they could... Oh, no, they got Villa. Oh, that's even better. Ah, I didn't see the draw. They landed Aston Villa. I was thinking he'd get a, you know, get a trip back to England to play so Gareth Southgate wouldn't have to go abroad to watch him. But they drew Villa. Uh, Villa should be very confident of progressing against that Ajax team, frankly. Um, right. That's enough about Captain Courage. Uh, on to Liverpool.com. See what we have here. Um, we'll get Anfield Index loaded up as well. Right. Liverpool could make four changes versus Chelsea amid Mohamed Salah and Darwin Nunes. Cole, there are not one, not two, not three, but four pieces about Xabi Alonso. Uh, there's a piece about the draw. There's a piece about Jaden Dans, a piece about Waturo Endo. 
a piece about Zinedine Zidane, piece about some potential uh, sporting director options. Uh, Mikel Antonio has issued an apology for being deluded with his prediction that they'd finish above us. So fair play to him. Like, fair play to him. Made a show of himself. Had a stinker at Anfield. But he's now rectified it. He's come out. He said, look, I was deluded. To his defence, <clears throat> and I wouldn't normally do this because he's a terrible set of lads. He's, he's probably not. But it was early in the season. We did look a little bit... We looked a little bit soft early in the season. We looked a little bit ragged in certain games. Now, we had a clearly a strong mindset, but we looked like a team that could be a little bit bullied on the pitch. That quickly went away, thankfully enough. Um, you know, boots on, gum shield, and let's go to war. But I, I don't blame him. Like, we, we remember had a terrible season last year, and we overhauled our midfield. But we hadn't done it fully and we hadn't addressed other issues in the squad. So there was a lot of doubt about us coming into the season. And look, none of us thought we were going to be top of the league after 26 games. None of us did. Uh, Maybe Trev Downey. But most of the rest of us did not. And West Ham might have thought maybe they'll slip out of the top four, but we didn't. Um, Right, let's see. Who are these sporting director candidates that have been named. So David Ornstein has said that Federic Massara, who is at AC Milan and is, is very good. Uh, Florent Gishalvi is at Nice, previously at Lens. He's very good. Um, he's also mentioned Dave Fallows and Barry Hunter. They're not going to get it. If they were going to get it, they would have gotten it. So he's just given them names out. Um he also mentions Michael Edwards again, and he says it appears Edwards is not returning, but he doesn't know whether or not Mike Gordon is still trying to get Michael Edwards back. Uh, Masara, pretty good, pretty good. Now, he he was basically him and Maldini were working side by side, and they had fallings out with Redbird Capital and he left with Maldini. But they did great work building that squad. Gasolvi is interesting. He's only 38. He's very, very young. He's been at Nice two years and he has done impressive work there. But his more impressive work, I think, was his previous job at Lons. I think he did really well there. With, with a very small budget, he built a competitive team. Uh, a team that eventually got into the Champions League. In the, He left that summer, but that was his team. Um, yeah, they're both interesting. I still think the name to watch out for is Paul Mitchell. I think it's notable that he's not been linked with United because we've heard for years that United like him, that Ineos like him, and yet he's not been linked. So I think there might be something there. Uh, on AnfieldIndex.com, Tony Evans has a piece up about Jurgen Klopp. There is a piece about the search for Jurgen's successor. There is a piece about Xabi Alonso. 
There is a piece about other options. There is a tactical preview of the Carabao Cup final. And then there's loads of podcasts. There is the scouted ahead of Chelsea. There is a new Scouser Tommy's. There is a fantastic Moby on the spot. And then there is a new, I love this, there's a new minefield. So that is my afternoon's entertainment taken care of. Minefield is the best thing going. Alan and Andrew, they're a great set of lads, individually and collectively, a great set of lads. The podcast is unbelievable. If you're not listening to it, what are you doing with yourself? More importantly, make sure you go and listen to the latest Buzz podcasts. We have done episode five of True Detective. We have the finale to come for you this weekend. We have part one of our two-part review of the worst slash greatest film ever made. Ireland's only ever, thankfully, martial arts movie. Fatal Deviation. Fantastic stuff. It's on YouTube. Take an hour and 16 minutes out of your weekend. We're not playing tomorrow, so you've got no fucking excuse. Go on YouTube. Fatal Deviation. It's an hour and 16 minutes. Watch it. Cherish it. Lean all the way into it. Then listen to the podcast that me and Trev did about it. Part one, and then part two will be out next week. Um... And that's it. That's all I have today, folks. Thank you, as always, for listening. And I will see you on Monday, where we're hopefully celebrating the first of four cups to come. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.